and we're back. You're listening to the Writer Show podcast. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the show, this is the podcast where we talk to writers and discover once you get them going, you can't shut them up, which is perfect because I like talking to writers. I hope most times you'll learn something about the art, the craft, and the craziness of it. But let's get cracking. Today, I'm talking to author Robert Markowitz. He's a former musician, criminal lawyer, and teacher who gave it all up to become a clown. He wrote a novel about it. The novel's called Clown Shoes. It's a great story, and let's jump right into it. Welcome to the show, Robert. Oh, thank you, Jeff. I'm glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about your journey from being a musician, criminal lawyer and teacher to becoming a clown. That's a pretty significant career shift. What's the background of that? It is. Um, I, uh, I started out being a lawyer, a criminal lawyer, and um, I, I think I went into it for all the wrong reasons, Jeff. I, I went into it uh, because uh, my parents wanted me to do that. And I thought that I wanted to be an important person in the world and status and money and things like that. And uh, once uh, I was into it about four or five years, I found myself uh, pretty depressed and, and not feeling very good about it, uh, really closed down and uh, stressed out and uh, I eventually I made a shift. Quite the shift. The uh, novel mirrors many aspects of your life. Um, how, how much of the book is autobiographical and how much is pure fiction? Well I'd say that the feelings and the uh, the status drop you know like for uh, one second I was uh, in a judge's chambers deciding the fate of uh, different defendants that were out in the gallery with the district attorney and the judge. And the next minute I was being ushered down to do a birthday party for three-year-olds. So, um, it, you know, it, the, the feelings, the, the status drop, all of that is in the book, but the book starts out with a, a very different premise than than just the premise that I was burned out and uh, ill-suited temperamentally for the law. It starts out with the premise that um, this uh, uh, lawyer represents a woman who has who has abused her child, and uh, he and the lawyer is instrumental in gaining an acquittal for this woman. And yeah. then she she kills the child and he is mm. racked with guilt and has and decides that he can't do the profession anymore. So that's how the ball gets rolling in the book. Um, it it wasn't quite that way in real life. How did your experiences as a, as a children's entertainer inform the way that you portrayed the profession in clown shoes? Yeah, well, um, you know, I mean, as I said, being a children's entertainer is a sort of uh, low status profession. Uh, I've been doing it for for a couple of decades now. And, um, you know, I go out and play at schools, I play at libraries. Um, 
you know, it started out, uh, but you know, there's no, there's, you don't need a degree to do it. You don't need any kind of credential to do it. And it, when I started, Jeff, to be quite honest with you, I sucked. You know, I, I was once, I once was in a situation where I could have uh, gotten five shows at one time. I was at a library and there were five librarians who wanted to see my stuff. It was very big at the very beginning of, of me, of doing this. And, uh, when I finished, nobody would make eye contact with me. Nobody hired me. I walked out and I had a long drive home and I thought, well, you've given up being a lawyer and obviously you're just not good enough to do this. So, you know, it's, it's sort of, uh, being a children's perfect, uh, entertainer, uh is like that you but it takes time to become good enough you're you're always only as good as your last show i suppose that uh works the same in our law as well yeah well i guess that's true um look i always i think when i you know people ask me why i made this change and i don't like to sugarcoat it i made it because of desperation i was desperately unhappy um and i had always sort of been a people pleaser. I had tried to please my parents. I had tried to be uh, an important person in the world. And all of a sudden that, that stuff stopped being meaningful to me because I was so mm. depressed. And so I made the jump and um, I started doing something that I thought would uh, lead to my happiness. Uh, and it was a good first step. It was a good first step. And, and has it, uh, are you happy now? I'm a lot happier than I was, but what I learned is that no outer change you can make, even something as drastic as, um, you know, lawyer to clown to musician. Um, no, no outer change can really uh, do the trick of happiness. It's an inner process, but yeah. the idea that you want to be happy and that you're putting that above worldly concerns, that can lead to some pretty profound personal change. Yeah. I mean, the, the getting back to the book, um, <clears throat> Clown Shoes itself explores themes of redemption, love, and second chances. Can you talk That's a bit right. about why these themes are important to you and how you wove them into the narrative? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so, you know, what's the real story? The real story is that I had betrayed myself by doing what I did, becoming a lawyer. Was I, I knew from the beginning it wasn't really right for me, and I, I had betrayed myself. I had betrayed that little, you could say, that child inside me who liked to have fun, who liked to play, and he didn't. He never got out to play. He was always in the monkey suit doing stuff that he didn't want to do. Well, does that make a good story? It does not. So what I have in the book is that he betrays an actual child because he could have intervened. He could have blown the whistle on his client. Yeah. And then he has to redeem himself. He has to atone by helping an actual child. And that is the, that's basically the contour of the story. What would you say was the most challenging part of uh, writing the book? And how did you overcome that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, I'd say that, you know, when you're writing and it, it does have a personal slant to you, um, you know, 
you include a lot of things that most people would never want to read. You know, you, 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 include, so that's why Jeff, there were probably 20 drafts of clown shoes. You know, I, I cut this and I cut that and I, I made it lean and I made it something that was universal and that people wanted to read. And honestly, it's hard to do that unless you write 15, 20 drafts. So you got to put in the work. As um, someone who's successfully self-published a novel, what advice would you give to aspiring authors who are considering self-publishing? Well, I, when you say I'm self-published, it's partially true in that I have to do everything that a self-published um, writer has to do. I have to... Um, I've been on tour this summer and I've gotten all the tour dates and, you know, um, and I've gotten all the reading dates and I've got, I've, I've been giving talks at libraries. I have about 50 something uh, appearances this summer. So yes, I have to do all the things that a self-published writer has to do, but I'm not actually self-published. I'm published by a, a small uh, publishing company in Manhattan called Heliotrope Books. But they're so small that they can't afford me the kind of advantages that maybe yeah. the big five publishers do. So my advantage is that I'm a performer. I've been doing this for over 20 years, and I have a great videos. And so I would get libraries to hire me to do my music. And then I'd say, hey, you know, uh, I'd also like to... Uh, to give this uh, talk about writing and this book and uh, could you host me for that? So that's the way I've had, uh, that's the way I've promoted myself. I also hired, um, the reason I'm on your podcast is I hired a company to, uh, to book me on podcasts. And um, I've, as you say, I, I've had to do all of the things that a self-published writer has to do, although um, I am published by a small Manhattan company. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's all right i know yeah. that, that that this right that this um podcast aims towards uh self-published writers and honestly i can be included because i can i i need to do everything that a self-published writer has to do it's basically all in my court yeah i mean we we don't i only talk self-published authors but um it's uh, it's always a challenging route to take. Which way do you go, self-published or a small independent house? So it, they're certainly doing the work for you. What I'd like to talk about a bit is um, your talk, um, which you give is how writers create fiction from their lives. Could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so in that talk, which I've given at about, uh, I don't know, so far about 15 libraries. Um, I start talking about Ernest Hemingway and his, uh, the book that made him famous, which was The Sun Also Rises, that yeah. was published in the mid-20s, about 100 years ago almost. And, uh, you know, Hemingway uh, wrote the book uh, about from notes he took on a trip to Pamplona, Spain. And what I do is I use... The example of the sun also rises to illustrate four major points about how to take your own life experience and make it more universal, make it something that people want to read. And those points are, um, number one, you have to find the deeper meaning of your story. Number two, 
you've got to raise the stakes of your story, which we were talking about before, Jeff, when I told yeah. you that, um, yeah. yeah, that, that, that I changed the beginning. Um, number three, uh, there has to be a human antagonist in, in common parlance, a bad guy. Um, and, and, you know, Hemingway definitely does that in Sun Also Rises with Robert yeah. Cohn. And then number four, condense the timeline because you want to start when, when the action begins, you want to end when the action ends and you don't, you want a tight condensed timeline to enhance, to enhance the drama of the book. And then at the and then I go through, which I won't write now, the um, how I use that to write clown shoes. And then I say, well, even that's not enough. You need one more thing, which is an important relationship. It could be a love affair. It could be something else where the two people involved in the relationship are putting each other out of their comfort zones and mm -hmm. changing each other, in, you know, instigating personal change in the other person. Those, those, if you can write a book and and use those guidelines, you're on your way. I think you're talking about uh, not wanting to use that as an example. Could you give us an example? Of how you use yeah, I'll to, give you. Uh, I'll give you. Right, right, clenches. Oh, for clenches, sure, absolutely, quite fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, well, one example I'll, I'll give is, um, it, it, you know, the way just to, I'm going to segue into the clown shoes, but just to, when Hemingway was trying to find the deeper meaning of the sun also rises, he uses the quote by Gertrude Stein, you are all a lost generation. So in a way that transforms his tale, which is really a rife with uh, drinking and uh promiscuity and jealousy and petty cruelty and it makes it into uh, you know a, a, an account about the horrors of war uh, you're yeah. all lost generation world war one well i take a a phrase to, to find the deeper meaning of my book i take a phrase which is you can't change your insides with something on the outside and what i meant by that is that even though I did this drastic career change where I was this important lawyer and all of a sudden I was hired help, you know, at, at parties, um, even something drastic like that didn't really change who I was inside. But as, as I mentioned before, it's, it was a good first step because I was putting my happiness above worldly concerns and that led yeah. to, to, some, to some important personal change. It's a uh, an inspirational story. Can you share some insights in your actual writing process? How, how do you balance writing with your other commitments? You're a musician as well, and of course, all the clowning. And you sound like a busy guy. Yeah, well, it's true. While Hemingway wrote, you know, nine to five, I have to admit, I I don't do that. I, I write in spurts. Um, I find that being part of a writing group and during clown shoes, I was part of of at one time or another, three different writing groups helps because uh, you sort of have to make deadlines with your writing group. Um, I, I also, um, you know, I also felt, but I, I think I have, a, I've always had a great desire to communicate. In fact, when I give these talks at libraries, you know, I'll be honest with you, Jeff, sometimes there's like seven people there, right? You know, it's I'm I'm not I'm not making star turns here. <laughs> when, when I give these talks at uh, libraries, 
what I really enjoy is getting through to people. Now, if they buy a book, I kind of know that got through to them, but that's not the the be all and end all. I like to hear what they have to say. I like to make some, I like to communicate with them and that's very satisfying to me. And that's why I write. So what's, what's next for you? Um, what do you have in the pipeline? Well, I'm still in the middle of this tour. Um, you know, I don't know if your listeners, uh, I guess they're all over the world probably, but if they know uh, the geography of the United States, but um, I'll be going down to New Jersey, then I'm heading up to uh-huh. a, a very nice uh, kind of famous uh, beach area in, in the United States called Cape Cod in yeah. Massachusetts, and I'll be doing a whole bunch of shows there. I'm doing both music shows and these um, the book talks that we were just discussing, uh, and then I'm going down to Cape May, which is another uh resort place so i'm gonna be all over the place i i feel like right now i'm the ambassador for clown shoes which by the way you know is available on amazon clown shoes by robert markowitz uh, and it's easy to get on amazon and um you know right now that that's my but i am also doing a blog and i think my blog is giving me inclination you know giving me clues on what I'm going to do next for, as far as writing. Funnily enough, m- most of our listeners are in, are in the United States. So, um, oh, that's fantastic. Anybody listening, get along to one of uh, Robert's talks and get yourself a copy of Clown Shoes. Um, you, you've also got an uh, author's website. What's the address on that? Yes, thank you. It's Robert Markowitz. That's M A R K O W I T Z dot net so robertmarkowitz.net and uh you can find all things robert markowitz there robert we'll wrap that up thanks for coming on the show it's been a great talk and um i highly recommend the book um go get yourself a copy thank you so much jeff it's been a pleasure truly fascinating story. How many of us have dreamt of career change like that, truly following your heart and your passion? Hats off to Robert. You can get a copy of Clown Shoes and discover all things Robert Markowitz on his author website, which is, of course, (laughs) robertmarkowitz.net. That's it for today's show. The Writer Show podcast, of course, is sponsored by Madhouse Media Publishing. They can help you bring your book to life. If you're ready to take the next step to becoming a published author, get in touch with the experts at madhousemedia.com.au. And we're all, while we're on the subject of throwing URLs around, if you've got a book to promote, and would like to be a guest on The Writer Show, get in touch with us right here on our website, thewritershow.com. That's it from me. I'm Jeff Hughes. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. <laughs>